My Seven Chakras, episode 169. You are in control of your body and your health once you have learned what to do and what not to do. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's up, action takers? AJ here, and we are back once again to your on-demand radio station for a transformation, your oasis for ancient wisdom and your hub for positivity. And today we have an incredible episode in store for you today. But before that, I'm going to read out our latest iTunes review. The review is by the username Natural Sundara, who says, my mom shared this with me and now I can't wait to hear the latest episode. I got interested in Reiki by chance and was so happy to find out so many episodes on the chakras and energy healing. I've learned so much in such a short span of time. Thanks, AJ. To all the moms listening to this show right now, if you love our show, make sure you introduce our show to your kids as well because even if your kid doesn't catch on to our show right away, you've planted a seed that will someday manifest into a transformed human being. And if you want a chance for your own review to be read out, leave us your thoughts, your ideas and your experiences in the form of an iTunes review. You can do that either by clicking write a review on the podcast app on your iPhone, or you can just type this link onto your browser, my7chakras.com forward slash review. That's my7chakras.com forward slash review. Action Tribe, reviews are the single best indicator to iTunes that you love the show. And even just one review helps our show grow in ranking so that more and more people can get access to the ancient wisdom that we provide. Once again, for a chance for your review to be read out, Write us a review and tell us why you like our show. And having said that, we are now ready to bring you our featured guest for today, Dr. Daniel Tugard. So, Dr. Daniel, are you ready to inspire? I am certainly ready to inspire anyone who will listen. That is wonderful. So, Dr. Tugard is a chiropractor who has written four books on chronic pain. The latest is Chronic Pain Gone 90 days. He will share with us what he has learned in over 30 years of practice, what causes chronic pain, and how to get rid of it in 90 days. So, Dr. Daniel, welcome to My 7 Chakras. Uh, before we move on, take about a minute and tell us something more about your story. Well, I started out as a chiropractor, uh, well, actually as a second career, but uh, 35 years ago, and I was taught that, uh, uh, that you know, spinal manipulation, correcting the subluxations in the spine was the cure for all disease. And in the course of my practice, I found out that it was a wonderful tool and it helped a lot, but it was not the total answer. And so I had to search elsewhere. And luckily, a man was sent into my office back in 1985 who told me a story that I didn't believe. But I started using some of the information he gave me, and I later found out that it was true. So I dedicated my first book to him uh, back in 1991 when I first wrote it. So it changed the way I practice, and it uh, changed what I learned. And, and I'm on your show today because what I learned is not common knowledge. Well, that sounds really fascinating. And I'm sure all of our listeners just want to learn how they can eliminate chronic pain 
from their lives. So before that, let's start with a dose of inspiration. Uh, Dr. Daniel, what is your favorite inspirational quote and how does that quote play out in your day-to-day life? My quote is, you are in control of your body and your health once you have learned what to do and what not to do. It's just that simple. If you know what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do with your body and with your health, then you can control your symptoms. And that's what this talk is all about today. Wonderful. So thanks a lot for sharing that quote. Once you have learned what to do and what not to do, I think when people get that information, that wisdom, those nuggets of action steps, I'm sure uh, life becomes much simpler. And as you spent over 30 years in this particular field, I'm sure our listeners can really have this opportunity to transform their lives today itself. Now, to start with, Dr. Daniel, what inspired you to write your book, Chronic Pain, Gone 90 Days? Well, I would, didn't want to write a book about chiropractic because lots and lots of people have done that. But this patient came sure. in. His name was Robert Esther. He came in in 1985, and he had a shoulder problem. I treated him for his shoulder problem. But in the course of our conversation, I asked him if he ever had any back problems, and he told me yes. He said, I've had severe back pain and migraines for 20 years, 24 hours a day. And so I said to him, well, I'm a chiropractor. I can help you with that too. And he said, you don't need to. I'm cured now. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd never heard anything like that. Usually, in my experience, once you've had symptoms for 20 years, you have them. They're not going to go away. You have a chronic condition. But he said, no, no, he'd been cured for two years. So I I wanted to hear his story. So I said, well, how'd you get cured? I said, you had surgery, right? And he said, no, no. I said, "Uh, you're taking medication? He goes, no medication. I said, well, you must have gone to chiropractors. He said, yeah, I went to lots of chiropractors. They couldn't help me. So now I was really puzzled. So I said, well, how did you get cured? I was curious. And so he told me this story. He went to all kinds of doctors for many years, had all kinds of treatment, had all kinds of tests, took all kinds of medication, had all kinds of therapy, never got better, continued to get worse and worse and worse. And as he went along, he kept asking the doctors, what's wrong with me? And they said, well, we haven't figured it out yet. Some of them had a story and said, well, it's arthritis or it's uh, decreased disc space in your lower back. Or They all had stories, but nothing worked for him. But the one thing that happened several times that he heard from doctors was that uh, they said, you know, the tests are negative. However, except for your cholesterol, you have really high cholesterol. His total cholesterol was 285, should be under 200. So the doctors told him, you're going to keel over and die of a heart attack if we don't get you on some medication for that. And he said, well, I'm not here for medication. I want my back fixed. Well, they kept bothering him about it. And finally, he started worrying about it himself. So he told them, he said, listen, I really don't want to take any medication. So I'm going to try to lower my cholesterol myself by changing my diet and getting some exercise. I'll come back for my checkup in three months and we'll see if I could do it. And they said, well, there's no way you can do it that way. Medication is the only way. So He went out on his own. He read up on cholesterol. He changed his diet. He exercised, started walking three miles a day. He went back for his test in three months. When he went back, he had lost 20 pounds. His cholesterol had dropped 100 points down to a normal of 185. But he said the weird side effect was that he no longer had pain. And I said, mm-hmm. you mean your pain was less? You know, because I was taught, if you have a healthy lifestyle, it'll help you in every aspect of your life. So I said, so your pain was less, right? And he goes, no, no, it's totally gone, absolutely gone. And so I said, well, do you think that your pain was related to your, to your cholesterol? And he said, no, it was related to my diet. I said, wow. I said, do you think you were eating something that was causing your pain? He said, that's it. And I said, do you know what it was? He goes, I know exactly what it was. 
And I asked him, and, and, and he told me, and I was surprised. And I said, well, how did you figure that out? And he said, well, when he read up on cholesterol, he found out that cholesterol exists only in foods that come from animals. So that's eggs from chickens, all the meat foods from all the different animals, birds, uh, port, uh, poultry, pork, chicken, fish, turkey, beef, all of that, and dairy foods from cows. So he said, well, if I don't eat cholesterol, it's got to go down. So that's what he did. He became a vegetarian. And in the process, he, he cured himself. He went back to work. He got off a of disability. And so he said, but after a while, he started feeling deprived in his diet. So he, he, he decided to step out a little bit. So he began adding eggs back into his diet mm -hmm. and he had no problems with them. He started adding meat back into his diet and still he had no problems. But every time he tried to eat a dairy food, whether it was milk or cheese, he said he got severe back pain and migraine that, uh, a migraine that lasted for four days. I, well, I thought he was out of his mind. And I said, well, I've never heard that before, and I've studied a lot for many years. And he said, all the doctors say that. He says, but I'm telling you, if I eat some pizza tonight, my back's going to hurt tomorrow, and I'll have a migraine for four days. He said, if I stay away from them, I'll be fine. Well, I finished his treatment in about three weeks for his shoulder problem. He had a frozen shoulder. We did therapy and chiropractic, and he recovered, and I've never seen him since. But a few months later, I had a difficult case. A young woman who was 21 with severe lower back pain, she came in. And uh, I started treating her with chiropractic care, which uh, usually works really well. And after a couple of months, she was no better. So she finally said to me, what are we going to do now? And I said, I'm going to have to refer you to somebody else. And she said, she started crying. And I said, what's wrong? And she said, I've been to everybody else. She said, I've been to neurologists. I've been to orthopedists. I've been to everybody. This is my last stop. What is wrong with me? And I said, I really don't know. And she said, isn't there anything else you know to try? Well, as God works in mysterious ways, that man mm -hmm. named Robert Esther popped into my head. And so I said, well, let me ask you a strange question. I said to this young woman, she was 21. I said, do you drink any milk? And she said, I drink a lot of milk. Why? So I told her the story. And I said, so that's all I know. And she said, well, let's give it a try. I said, okay. She said, I'll stop drinking milk. I said, well, it's not that easy. You also have to give up cheese and yogurt and ice cream and cottage cheese and ranch dressing and blue cheese and all of these dairy foods. And she said, I'll do it. So we continued doing chiropractic care, adjusting her three times a week. And she started this diet. Ten days later, she was totally pain-free. Ten days. And I treated her for another week or so, and then I said, I think we're done here. If you have any more problems, give me a call. I released her. I didn't hear from her for three months. Three months later, she gave me a call. She said, I have to come into the office. I said, she said, I'm crippled. I can't move. So her boyfriend carried her into the office, and uh, she had severe back pain. And I looked at my notes, and I said, listen, um, it's been three months. Why did you wait so long to, to come back? And she said, I've only been hurting for a day. It just started today. This was a Saturday, mm -hmm. back, back when I used to work on Saturdays. It was a Saturday morning. And uh, so I said, well, what happened? What did you do? And she said, I didn't do anything. And so, uh, so I went back doing my investigation like I always do. So I said, on Friday, the day before, were you okay? She goes, yeah. I said, what would you do? She goes, I worked. She was a waitress. I said, did you carry anything heavy in particular? Did you slip? Did you fall? Was it a hard work day? She goes, no. And I said, um, I said, I'm looking at my notes, and I see that we took you off of dairy foods. Are you still off the dairy food? She goes, absolutely. I don't eat any of them. No milk, none of that stuff anymore. I said, oh, great. Okay. I didn't really believe that was a problem anyways. So then the next question was, 
Well, so you were okay yesterday. You worked until what time? She goes 5 o'clock. This is how I always do it. I ask tons of questions to find out. We have to know the cause, right? So I said, what would you do after work? Mm -hmm. She said, uh, some friends and I went out and had pizza. And so I paused for a second. I said, you mean pizza with cheese? She goes, Mm. oh, yeah, that's right. She goes, but that's the only cheese I've had in in this whole time. And so I kind of thought, well, that's weird. I wonder if that did it. So anyways, I didn't really believe it did, but. We both said, well, let's start over again, come back on Monday, we'll start treatment again, stay off the dairy foods, and we'll start over. She came in on Monday. She was absolutely fine. I released her. She came, two weeks later, she gave me a call. She went out to have pizza the night before, and boom, her back went out again. So that was the first time I saw it, and I really didn't believe it, but I thought, well, this is something rare. I'll have to watch for it. So I started mm-hmm. watching for it in 1985, and gradually over the course of Weeks and months and years, I finally slapped myself in the head and said, you know what? This is not rare. This is very, very common. And so I wrote my first book in 1991, and it was called No Milk. So that's how I got started on this journey of interviewing patients and not only finding out what they've done to cause their back pain, joint pain, headaches, or whatever it is, but what have they eaten? What have they put in their bodies to, to contribute to this? And I've learned a ton of stuff that's caused me to write three more books. So that's where my journey has has brought me to today. Well, thanks a lot for sharing those stories. I think the stories are really inspiring because of the questions that you asked them and what you found as a a result of uh, some of the themes across different patients. Uh, What really resonated with me was that he said he'd been cured for two years, no medication, no surgery, and without the help of a chiropractor. And that made you curious. And then you found out that through his experience, his pain was related to his diet and in particular to dairy. Now, taking a couple of steps back, uh, based on your experience, what is the difference between pain and chronic pain? Pain and chronic pain, that's a very interesting question. We all know what pain is. All of us, when we get to a certain age, we've experienced it many, many times in our lives. We've stubbed a toe, uh, you know, scraped your knee, bonked your head, strained your back, twisted an ankle, burned yourself, mm-hmm. cut yourself. And whenever we've done one of these things to ourselves, we experience pain and it hurts. And we rub ourselves or we go to the doctor or we take some pills or we wait for it to go away. But whether we do something or whether we don't do something, in all of these cases, what have we seen happen? We've seen the miracle of healing. That pain will go away in a reasonable period of time. We just watch it. If you stub your toe and you cut it open and you watch it, you don't even have to do anything. But after days and weeks, that toe will heal up. You'll never know you had a problem. You'll be absolutely fine with or without treatment. Now, if you stubbed your toe and cut it and it started bleeding and three months later it was still bleeding, you would know that something was wrong. You would say, this is not regular healing. What's wrong? Now, what could cause something like that to happen? The most common thing would be diabetes. Diabetes is an imbalance in the blood due to a sugar problem that interferes with the healing process. So regular pain heals in a reasonable period of time. Chronic pain looks and feels exactly the same. However, it fails to heal. So why is that? Mm -hmm. Both pain and chronic pain have a lot in common. They're both caused by a process called inflammation. Inflammation is a series of biochemical events that happen in the body when you're injured, stressed, or infected. For example, if you hit your thumb with a hammer, it becomes inflamed. It swells, it turns red, it bleeds, and all of these reactions are because your body, when it feels the stress, sends specific chemicals to the area 
that cause this the beginning of healing process, which is inflammation. When these chemicals arrive at the area of your thumb or wherever your injury is, they stimulate nerves in the area that send a signal to your brain that's interpreted as pain. So it's inflammation that causes pain. In the case of chronic pain, the inflammation never stops. It just keeps going and going and going and going. And why is that? Well, the simple explanation I give is that if you see conventional doctors, medics especially, who are in favor of pharmaceuticals, if they see an inflammatory process, whether it's a headache, neck pain, a sprained ankle, whatever it is, they're more likely going to prescribe anti-inflammatory medication like Aleve, Advil, Ibuprofen, Naproxen, Motrin. There's a lot of anti-inflammatory drugs. So what happens when you take this anti-inflammatory drug? You don't rub it on your injury, do you? You put it in your mouth, you swallow it, it gets into your bloodstream. It goes everywhere throughout your body. And whenever it, this chemical comes across the process, which is inflammation, this series of chemical events, this drug interferes with some of the steps. So it dumbs it down and so the inflammation is a little bit less. But once the pill wears off in the cases of chronic pain, the inflammation comes back. Why is that? The reason is, and, and, and how I can explain my discovery the best, is that while you can understand that you swallow an anti-inflammatory substance and the inflammation goes down until the pill wears off, my discovery is there are certain substances you swallow that are the opposite. They are pro-inflammatory. So, AJ, if you and I were trying to put out a fire and I'm throwing water on it, which is anti-inflammatory, and you're throwing buckets of gasoline on it, that fire is not going to go out. And the solution is not for me to throw more water on it. It's for you to stop throwing the gasoline on the fire, the pro-inflammatory substance. So chronic pain is caused by chronic inflammation that is being fed by specific pro-inflammatory substances that, just like the pills, are being swallowed. And that's how I discovered the dairy. In some people, they have a sensitivity to it, and when they swallow milk or cheese or ice cream or yogurt, it, it causes a pro-inflammatory uh, reaction. And so that feeds the inflammation that is trying to heal this condition. And when you continue to eat these foods that are pro-inflammatory, the inflammation never goes away. So the solution, all my work is based on my belief that the human body is a really well-built organism, and it will heal. We've seen the amazing healing process many, many times. You can cut yourself wide open, and what happens? Within days and weeks, it closes right up, it stops bleeding, it heals, and, and you never knew you had a problem. So chronic pain is caused by this, inflama this inflammation that keeps feeding the problem. So the solution is to stop feeding the inflammation by figuring out what's, what's feeding the inflammation. And my first discovery was milk and dairy foods, and so I thought that was the be-all, end-all of all chronic pain. Sure. I thought that all arthritis and everything was caused by milk and dairy foods. Well, then I had cases that didn't respond to that, so my thinking logically was, well, if they're not responding to eliminating dairy, there's got to be something else. Maybe they're swallowing that's feeding the inflammation. And so over tedious interviewing and practicing for many years, I've come up with a list of most probable things that – cause the inflammation. So the difference between chronic and, and pain and regular pain is that pain and chronic pain is that pain heals, chronic pain fails to heal. Once you figure out what's feeding the inflammation and you shut it off, then that body part is going to heal in a reasonable period of time. The, my book is called Chronic Pain Gone 90 Days because that's the, generally the healing time. 
although most people will see a big change in their symptoms within 30 days. So 90 days, if, if you're not feeding the inflammation, your body will heal within 90 days, no matter how long you've had the problem. Wonderful. So Dr. Daniel, just so that our listeners can understand this better, what are some of the different types of chronic pain? Well, when you go to a doctor, in fact, I, I've seen many patients who, this, happen, this has happened many, many times, where a patient mm-hmm. comes in with their symptoms like neck and upper back pain or aches and pains all over their body, and they tell me, they say, you know, I've been to doctors for years and years and years, and they could never figure it out. Finally, I met this brilliant doctor two years ago who figured out what my problem was and gave me a diagnosis. I said, wow, what, what, what is it? And she said, I have fibromyalgia. Mm. And that's one of the most common forms of chronic pain. And so I said, wow, that's great. And so do you still have your symptoms? She goes, oh, yeah. I said, well, did the doctor tell you what causes fibromyalgia? She goes, oh, no, they don't know what causes it. And I said, well, what's the cure for it? Well, he said, there is no cure. So basically what the doctor has done is translated her symptoms, which she explained to him in English, translated them into Latin and told her that back to her, and she believed that that that, that diagnosis was going to help her. It actually didn't. But fibromyalgia is one of the most common forms, and all that means is fibro means the fibrous tissue uh, that connects your muscles together. Myo means the muscle tissue, and alga means pain. So all it means is you have pain in your muscle and connective tissue, which you already knew. You told the doctor that. So fibromyalgia is one of the most common ones. Rheumatoid arthritis is another one. Now, rheumatoid arthritis is interesting because in the doctors, in the, uh, the conventional medicine's huge search for what the cause of this is, they've decided that rheumatoid arthritis and many other diseases are what they call autoimmune diseases. And what that means is they say the inflammatory reaction, your body's immune system is attacking itself. It's attacking its own joints and muscles, and that's what's causing the pain. Well, I don't believe that for a minute because our bodies are better built than that. Other forms of, uh, of autoimmune disease are uh, psoriasis, eczema, scleroderma. There's a lot of them, and all of them, there's no known cause and no known cure other than to say that they're autoimmune. I have a chapter in my book called Autoimmune Diseases Are Not. The human body is not going to react against itself. What happens is the tissue becomes continuously inflamed because of one or more of these pro-inflammatory substances. Your, your immune system is not attacking itself. It's attacking this either a protein or a toxic substance that the body is ingesting. And so an autoimmune disease is really a reaction against an antigen or an allergen, if you want to call it that. And so the solution is to find out what that is. So rheumatoid arthritis, chronic back pain. That's how I got started because that's basically what mm-hmm. I teach and what I've learned, what I treat, I mean. And so when people come in, uh, grown men who come in with severe lower back pain that just started that morning, and I'll say, what in the world did you do? Did you pick up something heavy? They go, no, nope, didn't do anything. Went to bed last night feeling great, woke up this morning, can't move. So when you assume that physical pain is purely caused by physical stress, this doesn't really make sense. Now, what I used to do is go back two or three weeks and find out that this person helped a friend move three weeks ago. Mm. I said, oh, that's what did it. So three weeks ago, you helped him move, and now today your back finally gave out. But if you think about that, that doesn't seem logical either. If you walk down the street and twist your ankle, it doesn't swell up three weeks later. It happens right then or that night. So 
that's when I started thinking, well, what is this? So then I started asking more and more questions, and one of those questions, the most important one, is what do you eat? What did you eat? Now, this is a very tedious way to practice. It takes a lot of time, but I can tell you that conventional medicine fails with chronic pain for one reason. They never ask the question, what did the patient eat? Once I saw a patient who had severe digestive upset, she had bloody stools, she had migraines, she had tons and tons of health problems. She came to see me, and so I said, what, what have the doctors done? She said, they've done lots and lots of testing. I said, how about your digestive issue with blood in your stool and pus in your stool? What have they found out? They said, well, they've done lots and lots of testing. They, they can't figure out what's wrong. I said, did they ever ask you what you eat? She said, no. Well, not even being a doctor, wouldn't it seem logical that if you have digestive upset, there's probably something that you're putting through your digestive tract that's causing problems? That seems logical to me. But that question somehow is taboo to conventional medical doctors. And when patients ask them, do you, any symptom they have, doc, do you think this could be due to anything I'm eating? You'll get this blank stare from them. Like somehow in medical school, they got convinced that what you eat has nothing to do with how you feel. But at the same time, when they go to treat you and they say, we're going to lower your blood pressure, we're going to decrease your pain, and how are you going to do it, doc? Why, I'm going to have you eat something. I'm going to have you swallow something. I'm going to have you take these specific pills that I prescribe at a specific dose and swallow them. And when you put them into your digestive tract and then into your bloodstream, it's going to change your condition. So why logically don't they think, well, wow, everything else you put in your mouth has an effect on you too? And if you don't believe that, drink a whole bunch of alcohol sometime. That's a neurotoxin. And what will happen is it will have an effect on your nervous system, right? You'll slur your speech. You'll feel dizzy. You'll, you'll uh, lose your balance, all kinds of things. So the bottom line is can, chronic pain exists because the analogy I use is – when doctors and everybody is looking for the solution to chronic pain, they're looking for the needle in the haystack. And you know why they don't find it? Because the needle is not in the haystack. The needle is somewhere else. And they're looking and looking and looking, and they can't come up with anything. So they come up with all these weird diagnoses and treatments that don't work or that only work uh, palliatively. So the solution is to change your chemical condition. Like I said, my work is all based on the belief, my belief, based on experience, that the human body is really, really well built. It'll only malfunction, it'll only fail to heal from chronic conditions if the chemistry is wrong. So it's a matter of changing the chemistry. Now, the difference between the way I practice and the way conventional medicine practices is conventional doctors know that we have to change the chemistry. They do it by adding, I do it by subtracting. So that's the difference between pain and chronic pain. So I love your explanation. Thanks a lot for that. Uh, till date, what has been the most inspiring chronic pain healing story that you've come across? Wow. Well, there's been a lot. There's been so many of them. I'm working on one right now that I'm hoping she's going to be the great story. The problem with, with her and with many patients is they've been treated for many years with powerful medications. And mm. everybody's heard of the opioid epidemic that's happening in this country now. And so many of my patients come in, they're hooked on these drugs. And in order to get them to heal, we eventually have to get them off those drugs. And that proves to be very, very difficult. But in my book, you know, if I tell you that, oh, I saw a patient and we changed their diet and they're all better. And look at them. Here they are. Their back pain is gone. And they smile and say, see, my back pain has gone. There's no proof of that. Mm. You know, they could be lying. They could be imagining it. So is there any empirical evidence? Well, a guy came in to see me 
back in 1992, and I actually took pictures of his condition. He had psoriasis. He didn't come to see me for psoriasis, which is, a, which is one of these autoimmune diseases. It's a severe inflammation of the skin. It, some people have it more severe than others. He had it very severely. Uh, he came in because he had migraines and he had a swollen right knee. So to examine him, I said, take off your pants and let's take a look at your knee. Well, he took off his pants and both legs looked like they had pepperoni all over them, bright red pepperoni. Mm. And I said, my God, you have, uh, being the brilliant doctor I am, I said, my God, you have psoriasis. And he says, yeah, there's nothing you can do for that. And I said, boy, I know that. And so I said, but in order to treat your migraines, we're going to have to find out what the triggers are. Well, in his case, I went over his diet and this tedious process and decided that, okay, there's two triggers for you. One of them is milk protein, casein, which is the one we talked about previously, and the second one was chocolate. Chocolate is the most powerful cause of pain, by the way. So he was consuming both of those regularly. So I said, let's do therapy. Let's do adjustments, chiropractic adjustments, and let's change your diet by having you eliminate these two things. So he did that. So a month later, I looked at his, his skin and his drying up, and I said, looks like it's drying up. He said, yeah, I think it is. So I took a picture of it. Two months later, it was totally gone. So those pictures are in my book. Chronic pain gone 90 days, and they're very, very graphic. There's no arguing. The person can't say, well, I still have psoriasis because you can look at his skin and go, wow, you don't. So that was a, a great case for me because there's no denying it. How that worked out for me was that I had a, a, a gentleman come in for an exam. For, he wants to be a truck driver, so I examined him for that and filled out a form, and he saw these pictures. I had these pictures on my wall right out in my exam room, and he looked at that, and he said, what's up with this? And I said, well, that was a psoriasis case that we treated, and, and he healed up. He goes, really? He said, how'd you do it? I said, I changed his diet. He goes, huh. So he walked out and went to my secretary, and I went on with my day. Well, he went out and bought one of my books. Two months later, he came back, and he said, I want to buy 20 books. And I said, wow, what's up? And he said, my daughter who's five now, has been suffering with severe eczema her entire life. She bleeds, she scratches, she's in misery. We've tried everything. You know, go in the sun, stay out of the sun. Keep it moist, keep it dry. Put oatmeal on it, put salves on it. You know, nothing has been working. So he read my book, he changed her diet, and he came back, and he said, we have found out her triggers based on the guidance I gave him in the book. He said, dairy foods, very powerful. Chocolate, very powerful. And nuts. So there were three things that were causing her psoriasis, uh, her eczema. So she cut those out, and now she's totally healed. The hard part is staying on a diet like that for the rest of your life. But mm. in most cases, once you see the change, most people are highly motivated. Wonderful. So thanks a lot for sharing those amazing insights with us and that story as well. If you had to give our listeners one action towards a life without chronic pain, just one action today, what would it be? Well, it would be to... Look at their diets and make changes there. However, you know, it's a complicated process in many cases. However, there's a very short list of, of things that, uh, that cause chronic inflammation. By far, most people who suffer with fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, chronic back pain, migraines, most of those people, that means more than 50%, are reacting to dairy protein, casein, and chocolate. That's more than 50% of cases of chronic pain. That's what it is. Now, if people have the gumption to do that, to, to eliminate those foods, most of them will see an improvement in their condition, and usually the condition will go away within 90 days, as long as they're 100%. But they have to know that the mechanism for the dairy protein causing inflammation is allergy. 
allergies are not dose dependent. What that means is if you have a little piece of cheese, that's going to inflame you, erase your inflammation for three or four or five days from the one exposure. So if you're eating cheese only twice a week or milk a couple of times a week, you could have chronic pain all the time. So a lot of people say, well, I'm going to cut back on it and see what happens. That's not going to work. So the, the, the two steps that I would recommend people take, well, there's three steps. The first step is eliminate dairy foods and chocolate. The second step is start compiling a diet diary. It's one of the most useful tools. What will happen with a diet diary, every day you write down what you consume, your drinks, your foods, your supplements, your medications. Write down everything you eat and write down how you feel. Do that on a daily basis, starting off by eliminating dairy foods and chocolate. After a while, hopefully you'll feel better, and then, like this patient uh, whose little daughter had uh, eczema, you'll figure out other triggers as you see reactions to different foods. So what happens is a lot of my patients, I get them off in the right direction, and then they become really in tune with what's bothering them, and they're able to customize their diets so that they know how to control their symptoms by controlling what goes in their mouth. So number one, eliminate dairy foods and chocolate. Number two compile a diet diary. And number three, I would recommend not to be a huckster, but get my book. My book, Chronic Pain Gone 90 Days, it can be downloaded on, uh, on your iPhone. It's, it's in a Google app. You can get it for 99 cents. It's on Amazon. And I've written books before this that were really long and, and lots of words. And I thought, you know, people who want to do something, if you wanted to build a koi pond, you wouldn't want to open up a book about that and see millions and millions of words. You just go, come on, be more Ikea-like. Have you ever been to Ikea? You know, the directions you get for putting together their furniture. Now they're like, they don't even have words anymore. They just have pictures. So I wanted it to be very simple and very graphic. And so this book, Chronic Pain Gone 90 Days, if you open it up and start reading it, the words are separated uh, by big gaps so that you get the simple concepts. Within five minutes of starting this book, you're going to know exactly what you have to do. The rest of the book explains what you can expect in the healing process, the ups and downs, because there are ups and downs, how long it's going to take, and how your body is going to react, and what you can expect in the future once you've recovered. So that's what the book is all about. So those are the three simple steps. But the main thing to know is that you have control of your health basically by what you put in your body. And once you start paying attention to that with a little bit of guidance, that, that's what I'm offering here is I've done it for many, many years with many, many patients. So I know what triggers to look for, what they can expect in the healing process, and I can walk them through it. So I put that all in this book. And so if, if you read the book, then you'll understand it. You'll understand the concept. You'll know why you're doing what you're doing and what you can expect. So those are the three things I would do to um, start the process of getting rid of this pain that's been bothering you for so many years. And, you know, the statistics show that about half the population of America suffers with some form of chronic pain. And it's mainly because of the standard American diet, which causes most of the standard American diseases. So that's a way to start off in the right direction. So Action Tribe, to access the show notes for today's episode, visit my 7 forward slash 169. That's our website, forward slash 169. Smiling is a wonderful way to get a boost of happiness. The next time life presents you with a challenging situation, take a deep breath and smile. That's a powerful quote by Morris Pratt. Action Tribe, the one thing, 
you need most when you're facing a challenge is a strong life state. But when obstacles are drawing close, sometimes you tend to lose focus and end up worrying. And that weakens your life state. In such a situation, the simplest way to change your state is just to smile. Because when you smile, there are certain chemicals released in your body that stimulate hormones that make you automatically feel much better, more content, and more focused. So even if you feel that the smile that you have uh, sounds a bit artificial at first, just do it and then it will feel natural within seconds. So the next time you're in a challenging situation, take a deep breath and smile. So Dr. Daniel, on the topic of challenges, talk to us about a time when you experienced a major life challenge. How did you encounter it? And then what steps did you take to really overcome that challenge? Well, the most recent challenge was since I'm a holistic practitioner and since I've seen the, the errors of the ways of conventional medicine, I don't usually go to doctors. Uh, the last challenge I had was I was came down to my office on a Friday morning. I opened at 7. I came down at 6.30 and I had some trash barrels in the back of my truck that I dump into the dumpster there. And so I brought them down. I backed up my truck to the dumpster. I opened up the dumpster and I dumped one of the cans into the uh, into the dumpster. I went to dump the second one. It got hung up on something. I bent over to try to move this trash can around. It rolled back on me and threw me right over the edge of my truck. And if you've ever you know seen it portrayed in movies where everything starts to move in slow motion as I'm flying through the air, that's exactly how it was. It was slow motion. And I was going, oh my God, this is not going to be good. There was nothing for me to grab onto. So I landed on my side on the pavement and was in severe pain in my uh, rib and on my left hip, the side I landed on. So I laid there for a second, and I thought, okay, let's get up and, and dump that trash can. So I went to get up, and I couldn't stand on my leg. So I thought, oh, uh-oh, something's bad. So I, I got in my truck. I hobbled over to my office. I grabbed some crutches. I went to the door and told the patients I couldn't see them that day. Had my wife come pick me up and took me home. I said, I'm just, it just injured my hip. It's going to heal in, in a few days. Well, the next day I sat down and my left knee stuck out two inches further than my right one when I sat down. So I thought, you know what? I think I cracked the, the neck of my femur. If you hear little old ladies break their hips, that's what happens. They, the neck of the femur where the ball goes into the socket, this, the leg and the, uh, that goes into the hip, it cracks off and they have to have a hip replacement. So I was worried. So I went down to the emergency room and had them take some x-rays and I looked at them and thank God the, the neck of the femur wasn't broken. I had what's called a comminuted fracture of the femur head. The femur head is that round ball that goes into your hip and allows you to walk and move. Uh, so what it looked like was if you'd take a hard-boiled egg and hit it on a table, it cracks. That's what happened to my femur head. So I, know, I knew that if I went to the doctor – in fact, I had a patient who later told me that his son had the same injury, and he went to see the doctors. They put him in traction in a hospital for three months which is nothing I could do. I mean, I, I couldn't do that. I have to run my practice. I have to live my life. So instead, uh, I knew that it was going to heal, and I understand healing. So I went down and got a membership, uh, a one-month membership at 24-Hour Fitness, and I went in every day and uh, stretched my hip in, in the jacuzzi and started walking in the pool, which I couldn't do at all at first, and gradually just rehabbed myself. And when you see it firsthand, I've seen many, many patients uh, heal, uh, over time, and it really gives me great pleasure in my practice. That, that's what really, really turns me on. Well, here was my chance to see it for myself. 
does this really work? If I don't feed the inflammation, which I, I don't eat any of those pro-inflammatory foods, and if I rehab myself, then is there going to be healing or I'm going to, or I'm going to be crippled forever? I have a brother-in-law. He's married to my sister, and he had the same injury as I did. He got his – when a car broadsided him in, into his driver's door, and he got the same comminuted fracture of his hip. That happened to him 10 years ago. He walks like a cripple. He can, he can barely move. The difference – and he's about my age. The difference between his recovery and mine, in my estimation, is that we've always talked about diet since I've known him for many years, and he's, read, he's seen my books. He drinks lots of milk. He eats ice cream every night. He, he has a really bad diet, and he sort of has a blank stare when I talk to him about his diet. So in my estimation, his lack of healing was due to that feeding, that gasoline pouring onto the fire of his inflammation chronically preventing him from healing, causing more severe degenerative changes. In my case, there was no uh, feeding, no pro-inflammatory substances, so my body did heal. And amazingly enough, it took – I thought it was going to be exactly 90 days and I would be jumping up and down. Actually, it took 110 days and I still had a little bit of pain. It's now been it was start, it was in April so that's 6 months now and it's 100%. I have absolutely no pain. I can jump, run, twist. So it, when I talk about in my book chronic pain gone 90 days, sometimes it goes over that. But most patients will see that within 90 days and usually within even 30 days, they will definitely see a definite change in how they feel. So that was a big challenge for me. And, you know, I'm always a self-doubter. You know, is this, is this going to work for this patient? Mm-hmm. Is this really going to help? And then when it does, I'm kind of going, well, I hope it did. Well, here was my chance to see it firsthand with myself. So it really bolstered my confidence in what I do and how healing can really happen. So it was a great life lesson for me. So, doctor, in just one sentence… What is that one major life lesson that you'd like to share with our listeners today? You are in control of your health. Watch what you eat, change your diet, stay away from foods that are pro-inflammatory. And, you know, in a, in a more simpler way, every food that you consume either nourishes you or poisons you to a certain degree. Only eat the foods that nourish you. Those are whole natural foods, fruits, vegetables, rice, beans, uh, and pure meats as opposed to processed meats. That was a long sentence, huh? <laughs> well, thanks a lot for sharing your story. I love uh, your story because it's really inspiring because, like you said, you had the opportunity to test self-healing for yourself and to test your recommendations for yourself. You shared that one Friday morning, you sort of opened up the dumpster and something bad happened. You had an accident. You felt that severe pain in your rib. And at one point, you couldn't even stand on your leg. But somehow you tried to manage the situation. You got some crutches and you hoped that your hip would heal. And you also had that worry, what if, you know, your my femur is cracked? But after those x-rays, like you mentioned, it wasn't that bad. But at the same time, you realize that, you know, you would have to go through that process of healing. You took a membership at a gym and you did the work that is required. And most importantly, unlike your brother who uh, did not manage his diet that well, you realize that diet is so important. What goes into your body is equally as important as what, what comes out, right? So you paid attention to your diet. You uh, went to the gym and you said that it didn't take exactly 90 days. It, it took some time. It took 110 days, but slowly but surely your hip has now healed, right? So I think that is really, really inspiring because, you know, you had an opportunity to test it out and you did it. And I'm sure that a lot of our listeners are taking notes right now and realizing how they can implement what you just shared into their lives as well. So thanks a lot for that wonderful story. Sure, you're welcome. So Action Tribe, as you head out in life, 
you will realize that sometimes life is like an aeroplane. In an airplane, when you go through a turbulent zone, the oxygen masks fall down. And if you recall, the air hostess tells you to first wear it and only then assist others. Because if you're out of oxygen, you can't really help the people around you. Compassion is a force that is just like oxygen. Everyone needs some love to survive. But remember that you need to start showing yourself some compassion first. And as Jack Cornfield once so rightly said, if your compassion does not include yourself, it is incomplete. So Dr. Daniel, as on today, uh, what would you say is your life's calling? My life calling uh, it, it was this man coming in. I honestly believe that God sent this man in to see me mm-hmm. uh, and told me this story that, that no other doctor believed. And I didn't believe it either, but I checked it out. And so the truth is often laid out in front of us. In fact, I think it's always laid out in front of us, and it's whether we're paying attention or not. So I'm very, very grateful for getting to know uh, what that man told me and being able to turn it into this field of knowledge that is so helpful to so many people who need it desperately. So out of all the moments in your life, all the wonderful, magical moments that you've experienced, was there ever a defining moment that really changed your life? Well, the biggest change... Uh, unrelated to uh, my work that I do here was meeting my wife. I had been married twice before and divorced and figured marriage wasn't for me. I met my wife who was from Holland. I met her on a Sunday and we got married the following Saturday. We just celebrated our 26th wedding anniversary and she has brought so much joy to my life. You know, what you talked about is so important earlier when you talked about smiling. If you're not used to smiling, do it anyways until you get used to it because being happy inside and she, she put so much happiness into my life that, um, that it saved my life. I tell her every day, I said, you saved my life. So, uh, uh, if, you know, if you can go through life with a great mate, I think that, uh, uh, that changes everything. Well, thanks a lot for sharing that moment with us. And thanks a lot for sharing your insights and through your experience, unlocking the truth. And as you spoke about the concept of truth, this came to my mind, the quote by Winston Churchill, who said that the truth is incontrovertible. Malice may attack it. Ignorance may deride it. But in the end, There it is. And with that, we've arrived at the very last round for today, the wisdom round. And our listeners know that the purpose of this round is to take notes and take massive action. So, Dr. Daniel, out of the advice that you received in your life, out of all the advice, what's the best advice that someone's ever given you? Have faith in yourself. Uh, but you have to be truthful and you have to search for the truth. I call myself a uh, a truth seeker and I dedicated my book to a patient uh, that I met who was also a truth seeker. There is only one truth and if we stay honest and stay sober and stay and stay pure – we will discover the truth for ourselves. And we all have a calling in life. Mine went down this path. Yours went down another. Everybody has their path. And if, if you keep your eyes open and look for that nugget that is laid out there in front of you and have faith in yourself, then you will succeed in having a, a happy and fulfilling life. So name a personal habit that keeps you going. Every morning I wake up, we kind of have a habit. Uh, I wake up in the morning. I make tea for uh, me and my wife. And um, I stand up. I learned this from a 95-year-old patient that I have. He taught me this. He said, every morning I stand up, I reach all the way up to the ceiling as high as I can, and I bend over from the waist and I touch my toes. And I do that 10 times. And then at the end of the day, 
after we had our evening tea, I do the same thing. I reach as high as I can towards the sky, bend over and touch my toes, do it 10 times. If you keep doing that, you'll always be able to do it. And if you can always reach up over your head and bend over, there are so many life activities that you'll be able to participate in and enjoy. So the two things I always tell people for eliminating chronic pain are very simple. Number one, maintain your full range of motion in all of your joints by stretching and being active. And number two, decrease inflammation. How do you do it? By avoiding the substances that are feeding inflammation. So what is your morning routine like? What do you do during the first two hours of your day? Well, the first thing I do is, like I said, I I have tea with my wife. I uh, do the stretching exercise. Then I go off to work and I get my office ready. And then uh, I open at 7. So at 7 o'clock, I start seeing, first of all, I go to my uh, computer, open it up and see if I sold any books. (laughs) And then then I open up the office and uh, start treating people. And uh, it's a very satisfying job. Uh, I really feel fortunate that that I stumbled into this profession. Uh, I I wasn't seeking it, but uh, a friend told me, why don't you be a chiropractor? And uh, I didn't know anything about him. And so I said, okay, (laughs) I went and did it. So here I am. Wonderful. So in addition to your book, name a book that you'd like to recommend for our listeners today. Well, that's a good one. Uh, I'll tell you the very best one, I think, and it's called Prescription for Happiness. It's written by a doctor named Ken Kyes, K-E-Y-E-S. He is at USC or was the professor of love. His book is, again, very, very simple. I think it's 48 pages long. There's like two or three or four sentences on each page, and he has the three prescriptions for health, and they are, number one, ask for what you want. Number two, accept whatever you get for now. And number three, turn up the love. And if you re- I read his book, I read it over and over and over again because there's something new in it I get every single time. And if everybody read that book, uh, you know, what is everybody's goal in life? And I think it's fulfillment and happiness. And if you, if you can follow these simple directions that he gives, you have a great chance of being happy. So action drive for today's show notes, visit my 7 forward slash 169. That's my 7 forward slash 169. So Dr. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on our show today, talking to us about chronic pain and more importantly, how to eliminate chronic pain from our lives. Before you go, tell us one thing that you are grateful for and also tell us how we can find you online. I am grateful for good health. I mean, that's, that's the most important thing. And since I've learned all this and I practice it myself, and I have good genes, my parents are very old and lived very long, so uh, I'm very grateful that I'm healthy. Uh, you can find me online at my webpage, which is www.danieltogood.com. My last name is spelled T-W-O-G-O-O-D, like the number two and good. Uh, I answer all emails. And my email is dr. Dr. T-W-O-G-O-O-D at AOL.com. So D-R-T-W-O-G-O-O-D at AOL.com. If you go on Amazon or any of those and look for my name or Chronic Pain Gone 90 Days, uh, you can get a hold of the book. And I think it'll be most useful to uh, anyone who suffers with any kind of health issue or chronic pain. So wonderful. We'll have your website link, your email address, as well as a book link to Amazon or any other site that it's available. We'll have all of that in the show notes so that our listeners can click right over and take action. So Dr. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on our show, talking to us about how to overcome chronic pain and also taking us one step closer to a human revolution. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. You're listening to My 7 Chakras. 
Go to mysevenchakras.com. Download your free gift, get inspired, and take action. Transform your life today.